What is up? This is Take It or Leave It. Excited to have you here as usual. Episode 13, big episode this week. 13 is my favorite number. For those of you that don't know, you probably do by now. I am a huge Miami Dolphins fan. Growing up, loved watching Dan Marino towards the end of his career. Loved watching highlights as a kid. Still do, actually. Fantastic arm talent. Anywho, grew up loving that number because of Dan Marino. Grew up wearing that number in uh, Little League. Um, on through high school. Just my favorite number. So, uh, good episode. It should be a good one. Uh, we're going to continue with the little... I guess, how, how would I put this? It's going to be a little bit unconventional of how I usually do episodes. I'm going to actually... I'm going to do my thing for about 20 minutes. And then we're going to go right into that other bracket that I promised. Bracket number two of the three brackets that I did with Logan and Easton. So can't wait to share that one with you. It'll be great. That one will be out of order. Again, I apologize like last time. This is the one we fit, we recorded first. So there'll be a little introduction for Logan that you should have gotten last week, but my apologies. You can forgive me. I'm very forgivable. So thank you for your forgiveness. I accept. Uh, all right. So we're going to jump in with my topics today before we get into that bracket. Um, some good stuff today. Now, first, I want to start with a topic that I want to begin by saying I apologize. I have already went off brand and off off cue, I guess, for what you have come to know and love about this show. And one of those things is me talking about Luka Doncic every week. I promise you I would. And I messed up last week. I changed things up a little and I messed up a lot. I didn't talk about Luka once and I feel terrible about it. So I'm going to talk about Luca for a whole segment today. Uh, you know what? If I want to give myself excuses, it's because of how con- unconventional last week was. You know, just a little intro, the the bracket that we did, the, the Marvel Madness bracket, and then a little outro. And it just went over my head, totally slipped my mind. So we're going to start today with a little Roy, little rookie of the year talk in the NBA. I've noticed it's getting a little heated. It's getting a little spicy. We're getting to that time of year where we're talking about rookie year. And kind of through the season, it was kind of just, I think everybody had the same opinion of like, Luka will be the rookie of the year. Luka Doncic is fantastic. He's 19, just turned 20 at the end of February. So most of the season, he was 19 years old. He's breaking records as a 19-year-old, like as far as like what teenagers have done in the league. And you've had like, some really good teenagers in the league, Dwight Howard, LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, just to name a few, uh, Tracy McGrady. So what Luca's doing is is incredible. And then as of recently, the past couple days really, I've been seeing a lot of Trey Young is going to be Rookie of the Year. Like, like it's hands down done. It's Trey's, it's Trey's award to lose. And I'm thinking, okay, uh, Trey Young is is very good, very talented. Very talented point guard. He's kind of what everybody's looking for. A speedy, good handles. Uh, we would say really good three-point shooter. Uh, his statistics would say otherwise. He's like a 33% three-point shooter, so that's fine. Um, but, he, you know, he, he can dish it. He can dribble. He can finish. He can shoot. Uh, he's kind of what everybody's looking for, and he's really, really good. Really good. He's exciting. 
But I'm just thinking, has anybody, have any of these people that are saying he's the hands-down rookie of the year, have they seen Luka Doncic play? I, I don't think they have because Luka, now I wouldn't say, I'm not going to go as far to say that Luka has had a hands-down better or you know, I do think he's had a better rookie season. I'm not going to say he's had above and beyond just vastly better season than Trey Young, but he has had a clearly better season, in my opinion. Let's just look at the statistics to start. Luka averaging 21.1 points per game this year to Trey Young's 18.9. Close. Okay, we're close there. We're about two points apart. So that's a basket. That is a layup. That is two free throws, however you want to look at it. Not a huge gap there, but it's something, okay, because to average 20 or above in your rookie season is really, really good. I mean, that's tough. We've seen rookies, really good rookies come in and average in the high teens like Trey Young is doing, and then they grow to be that 20-plus, 25-plus player. Luka's starting at 21.1, okay? So I know it's just two points, but it's also, it's impressive that he's averaging 21.1 in his rookie season. Trey Young, nothing against him. 18.9 is great. He's he is balling. Go on to rebounds. Luca seven point six rebounds per game. That's huge. That's possessions. That is huge for a basketball team. Those are extra opportunities to score. To Trey Young's three point six. Now they're totally different positions. Luca is a bigger guy. Trey's a point guard. There's only one point guard that really focuses on rebounding, and that's Russell Westbrook because he loves his triple doubles. That's another story. That's another conversation. So Trey Young three point six. Not bad for a point guard. It's okay. That's fine. So good, that's good. Now here's a stat that again it's it's give it's, it could go either way. Luca's averaging about six assists a game, five point nine to six assists per game, to Trey Young, who is averaging seven point nine assists, so about eight assists a game. That's really impressive on Trey's side. I'll give him that. But again, different positions. Luca isn't expected to be the facilitator. He's not expected to create plays for other players, really. But he is. It's amazing. He he's he I, he he's like, you know, there's a the point forward we call it, where you got your big like a LeBron, like a KD, like a Luca now, who who can who, they have handles, they can dribble it, they can manage the floor, they can be the floor general when the point guard's out, and that's what Luca's doing as a as a bigger guy. He is able to go out there and control the floor and continue to to make passes and to continue to facilitate and create opportunities for his teammates, and it's fantastic. So Trey Young's got him beat him, got him beat there by two assists per game, but what Luka's doing at his size and at his position is really fantastic. So I guess my argument here would be I think Luka should be the rookie of the year. I like Luka as the rookie of the year. He has less, he averages less turnovers than Trey Young. Um, obviously, Trey has the ball in his hands a little bit more, so that that's going to happen. Uh, and he, I, I like Luka on defense a little bit better than Trey Young. Um, and then I do like the consistency of Luka. Luka seems to be a very consistent, solid player you can count on every day in and day out. Trey will be so extravagant one night, and then he's just kind of off the next night, and he's a little inconsistent. As of late, he has been electric, and he has just been really, really good night in, night out. But uh, through the season as a whole, that's just the way I look at it. I feel like Luka is a little bit more consistent of a player than Trey Young. Um, so I like Luka for Rookie of the Year simply be. to me, it goes on eye test. Trey Young is so fun to watch. He's electric. He's great. Amazing plays. Can go out for 50, you know. But I, 
I just watch Luca. There's never been a game that I've watched with Luca in it that I haven't just been glued to him, just watching him. I mean, his passes are beautiful. His te- and he he's also kind of got that old school technique, but he makes it kind of new school. He's got great footwork, great vision. I really, really like what he's done this season. And uh, so he would be my pick for rookie of the year. I really. If you want me to give you a solid argument for why he should be the rookie of the year over Trey Young, I really can't give you one. It's, I think it's it's too close to call, but in my opinion, he's had the better season. In my opinion, he's a little bit more fun to watch. And in my opinion, he's going to be, as far as longevity goes, I think he's going to be the better player overall for years to come. And it's going to be really fun to watch him go because I think they're t- both of them are going to be top players in the league at some time or top 10 players in the league. Um but I, I, if you had to, if if I had to put money on who I think would develop into a top ten player over the other, I would say Luke. I think Luke is going to be a better overall player. He's got the size, um, and he's he's a good shooter too. So we look at Trey Young as a this great three point shooter. He shoots thirty three percent. It's fine. Luke actually shoots just about the same. He shoots a little under thirty three percent. So he's thirty two point whatever. Um, and he's not really known as a three point shooter. So he can shoot it too. You know, he he's got a good shot. It's not great because I'm never going to sh- call a low 30s shooter as far, from the three-point line a great shooter, but but he can shoot the three. He's great inside. I mean, his field goal percentage overall is is pretty solid. I want to say it's mid-40s, so not bad as a rookie. It's it's That's going to get higher. He's going to take better shots. But anyways, rambling now. Luca, that'd be my vote. Love watching him. I wanted to give him a whole 10-minute segment-ish. Uh, to make up for for last week, and hopefully I don't ever forget that again. Because if I do, then it's it's just not part of my brand anymore, and I really want it to be because I love some Luka Doncic. So uh, both of them have had great rookie years. I'm going with Luka. All right, let's jump over to the NFL. Big news: we got two big stories out of the NFL this week. Uh, a lot more than that. I mean, there's more stories out of the NFL, but the two that really caught my eye this week. And I think we're going to start with the one that we were all kind of anticipating. It wasn't shocking, but it was still shocking in a way. It was like, no way. And that's Rob Gronkowski has retired at 29. Um, he, he was such a transcendent talent in this league for for about 10 years. And uh, he, he was really, for the most part, unguardable. There's only one player that comes to my mind uh, okay, two players that come to my mind when I think like who can stop Gronk, and it's not like two players that I thought of that like can, can that can stop Gronk consistently. Two that just have ever stopped Gronk like a couple times, and that was Eric Berry for the Chiefs. Really uh, played well against Rob Gronkowski. Rob Gronk still got his his numbers, but Eric Berry really did the best against Gronk. And then um, the tandem of it. For the most part, Earl Thomas more than uh, Cam Chancellor, but kind of both of those guys, the tandem of those guys, really did give Rob Gronkowski fits. And again, by fits, I mean he just didn't get the huge numbers that he's used to. He still had great numbers. Um, but yeah, Gronk is—he's gone. His his shenanigans, his goofiness. Um, but he's one of those guys that's goofy. He does silly things, and and almost there's times when you think if another player did that, they would take flack. But because it's Gronk. Uh, you gotta love him, and it's nothing bad that he does that would catch flack if it was another player. It's just things that are like, dude, you don't do that. But I really enjoy watching Rob Gronkowski. He was a dominant force. Um, 
it's going to be different to watch the Patriots. That's he was he's been Tom Brady's kind of security blanket for ten years. So it's going to be interesting to see Tom Brady after that, especially whereas we know at this point Tom Brady is starting to corrode a little bit. He's not as good as he was. He's still a good, very good quarterback in this league. Ninety uh, percent of the teams would take him as a starter, but um, he is top five in the league still. I, I'd say, I would argue maybe top seven, uh, but he he's losing his security blanket. Gronk was that that receiver you could always throw whether he was open or not, and he's either going to go get it or make sure it's not a pick. And so uh, Gronk's gone, retired. My theory, really quick, and I'm going to get into what I actually want to talk about with Gronk. My theory is he just doesn't want to do OTAs. He doesn't want to do minicamp. He wants to party, do the Gronk thing, and then maybe midway through the season, maybe it would be so Gronk. So I'm thinking like midway through the season, he comes back kind of fresh for the other half of the season. But then I was just thinking about now, actually, how funny it would be. It would be so Gronk if he comes back like at playoffs. Like the Patriots are in the playoffs, and Gronk's like, you know what? I have the itch. <laughs> I have the I. I just would love to play again, especially. I got to play with Tommy one more time, one more playoffs. I mean, Gronk doesn't even sound like that, but you get what I mean. Anyways, what I actually want to talk about with Gronk is there's a lot of talk about him being the GOAT, like the best, the greatest of all time, the best tight end of all time. And I don't have a big argument for it, against it. Um, I, I'm going to kind of work through it myself with you right now. Uh, as far as what I think, but I, I've got some statistics here and some thoughts and some opinions. There's only two tight ends that come up when I think of like who could go up because Gronk has been so dominant. He was so tough to cover, so tough to game plan for. You could just tell teams teams struggled against Rob Gronkowski. He had his way until the past year or two when he's been a little banged up and he slowed down a little bit. So there, there's only two tight ends that that come into my mind when I think who can go toe-to-toe with Gronk as far as dominance and production. And there's a lot of great tight ends. There's a lot that probably could kind of combat Gronk, but the two that stick out to me are Antonio Gates and Tony Gonzalez. Those to me are, along with Gronk, those to me would be the top three tight ends of all time based on not just statistics, but production and dominance. And, I mean, Antonio Gates had a five- to six-year kind of spree, or I don't know what you want to call it, run, where he was just, you. it was kind of like Gronk, not quite to the caliber of Gronk, but where no one could really guard him. He kind of had his way. Uh, he, he was too fast for linebackers and pretty big for DBs. And that's exactly what Gronk was, way too fast for linebackers, way too big for DBs. And same with Tony Gonzalez. Tony Gonzalez could run. He could catch some of the best hands in the NFL over his career, and and he was he was just a huge human being. <laughs> Tony Gonzalez is a big guy, so I kind of want to look at their career stats now. Gronk has the low ground here; he he does not have the upper hand because of career longevity. He retired after ten years, and uh, Gonzalez and Gates went well beyond ten. Um, Gates is still playing, <laughs> so keeping that in mind. We're going to look at some stats. Um, Gronkowski, 521 receptions in his career, over 7,800 yards, so almost 8,000 yards, 15.1 yards per catch. That's not a game, people. That's not in a season, people. That's 
in his career, he averaged over 15 yards per catch. That means if you throw it to him, you're getting a first down every time, which is, for the most part, most receivers, most tight ends. But it's more than that. It's You're getting a, a moderate gain every time. So there's you know there's short yardage plays and, and receptions. There's first down, which is considered moderate. And then there, between that 15 and 20, like that's when you start flirting with like, that's a long play. That's a big play. So you're almost guaranteed a big play every time you throw it to Rob Gronkowski. Wild. 79 touchdowns. So what I, now here's where I stopped. So, cause then when you look at, let's go with Antonio Gates compared to Rob Gronkowski's 521 receptions, Antonio Gates has 955 receptions to Rob Gronkowski's 8,000 yards. Gates has almost 12,000 yards into Rob Gronkowski's 79 touchdowns. Gates has 116 touchdowns. So now Antonio Gates only has 12.4 yards per catch. Still great for a career. But he just blows Gronkowski away in the stats. But again, we have to remember, he has a lot more games than Gronk. And same goes for Tony Gonzalez. Tony Gonzalez has the most out of all three. 1,300 receptions. 1,325 receptions to be exact. That's to Gates, 955, and Gronkowski's 521. So clearly almost triple Gronkowski's receptions. Yards, he has 15,121, so that's 4,000 more than Gates, and again, almost double Rob Gronkowski's yards. And then he has the lowest yards per catch, 11.4. He played in kind of a different era, kind of was in the transition period. He was kind of back uh, when tight ends weren't these big, fast, like almost almost go-to targets, Uh, but then he kind of, at the end of his career, he was. So he's kind of in between. So 11.4 yards per catch in his career. And then he has five less touchdowns than Antonio Gates. 111 touchdowns, two Gates, 116, two Rob Gronkowski, 79 touchdowns. So what I like to do, though, is to put all of these guys on on an even playing field to help Gronkowski out to kind of get a better picture of what we're looking at here. We've got to give them a similarity. So what we got to do is we've got to break these stats down into individual games. What did you do on average per game? I like to look at that when comparing people from different eras. I like to look at that when comparing people of the same era that meant like Gronkowski may have played less time. So let's take a look. Rob Gronkowski, four and a half receptions per game to Antonio Gates, four receptions per game to and to Tony Gonzalez. 4.9, so almost five receptions per game. So Edge, Tony Gonzalez, caught more balls per game than all three, or than, than Gates and Gronk, and Gronk's right there behind him with four and a half catches per game. So pretty even there, pretty close. Gates kind of bringing up the tail. Then you look at yards per game. Rob Gronkowski, 68.4 yards per game to Antonio Gates, 50.2 to Gonzalez, Tony Gonzalez's 56 yards per game. So Gronk blows them away in yards per game, almost 70 yards per game, on less catches than Tony Gonzalez, mind you. Then we're going to jump over to touchdowns. Now, this is where it gets to be a little bit of a coincidence. Tony Gonzalez, 0.41 touchdowns per game, so less than half a touchdown per game. Antonio Gates, just barely less than half a touchdown per game, 0.49 touchdowns per game. To Rob Gronkowski's 0.69 
touchdowns per game. For those of you that know Gronk, I truly believe he did that on purpose. He saw that stat and said, okay, I'm retiring. Call it quits. If you don't understand that, don't look it up. It is terrible, you know, but that's that's Gronk. So I find that hilarious. We're going to not talk about it anymore. But point so almost 0.7 touchdowns per game for Gronk compared to 0.49 and 0.41 for Gates and Gonzalez, respectively. That is huge. I know it doesn't sound like much because we're talking about tenths and hundredths, but that is a lot. Rob Gronkowski caught so many touchdowns in his short amount of time and gained so many yards in his short amount of time. It's it's absurd. So after looking through this, it's a hard discussion of who's the greatest tight end ever, especially when just breaking it down to these three guys. But I would have to say... Being able to see, getting blessed enough to see all three of these studs play the game. I got to go with Rob Gronkowski. If you're looking at it as a production when you were there kind of thing. If you're looking at an overall career production, Tony Gonzalez doesn't come close to anybody else. Tony Gonzalez is the greatest tight end of all time. It doesn't come, it's not close as far as production goes, overall career production. But it's just not fair to do it that way because Tony Gonzalez played a lot longer than Rob Gronkowski. So I'm taking Gronk as the greatest tight end of all time simply because I know I don't ever remember Tony Gonzalez giving defensive-minded coaches fits. You know, because he yes, he's a tight end and he's a great tight end, but I, I don't feel like defensive coordinators had a trouble like Game planning for him. You just double team him. Gronk's been double and triple teamed and still not stopped. He's he he's absurd. He's a six point six foot seven, six foot eight, two hundred and sixty pound running a four six, something like that. I mean, it's just it's not fair. He's too fast for linebackers, way too big for DBs. And he had his way. And look, I know this firsthand because I had him in my fantasy league a few times. Yeah, no one stopped him. I'm telling you, I know it's fantasy silly sometimes, but it can really show you a productive standpoint uh, from a production standpoint. So I, I'm going with Rob Gronkowski. I'm 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 saying it. He's the greatest tight end of all time. And I'll have you know, actually, before going into this, I was thinking when I heard that argument, when I heard "Oh, Gronk's the goat," I was my first thought to my head was like, "No, Tony Gonzalez." And after just kind of like thinking about it today, doing some research and looking at that that per like that game by game, what does he give you on a game by game level? Gronk is absurd. The numbers he puts up on a game-by-game level for the small little sample size that he gave us of a career, which 10-year career is a pretty long, is very long in the NFL. But on average, I mean, he's 29. He's retiring in his 20s. So it was incredible what he did. I wish he could have stayed healthier so he could have played longer. I hope he gets healthy and comes back. I would love to see him play again, and I think it would be hilarious if Gronk came back in December, no, or December, January, like, eh, I'm feeling pretty good. You guys need a tight end. I'm back. Here we go. <laughs> It'd be great. All right, we're going to stay in the NFL. I did want to take a little time to discuss the NFL rule change. Um, it's a I think it's going to be a good one. So, so what they've decided is to kind of on a trial basis, they're going to allow pass interference 
calls and missed calls to be reviewed, reviewable by coaches. And there's also going to be a ref so that inside two minutes when of the first half and second half, when coaches cannot challenge, that ref can challenge this call or no call. I really like this, especially on a trial basis. I don't like that they just threw it in as this is a rule. We're running with it. I like that they said we're going to give it a one-year trial basis. We're going to see how it goes um, because it, it takes time to not only like develop a rule and what works for that rule, but to implement the rule correctly. So I, I really like it. I, I think it's going to work out. I think you're going to see a lot of different responses as the season goes there's going to be some people that hate it some people that love it as of right now a lot of fans are for it even the ones for instance what happened with the saints game obviously those saints fans want it and in that situation the rams fans would not but i think even rams fans will like this uh i think as a i think the majority of fans will like that this is being tested out because refs get it wrong a lot and it's it's nothing against them it's just Refing any sport is hard. Football and basketball, in my opinion, are probably the hardest. And so um, I like it. I do hear a lot of people, as far as analysts and whatnot, kind of freaking out about it, kind of thinking it's going to ruin the sport, thinking that... Uh, and I have heard one good argument for the freakout, um, and that is Hail Marys will now be interesting because everyone will more than likely be reviewed because Hail Marys are typically last play of the game. Desperate team throws it up to the end zone. And there you could argue there's pass interference every single Hail, Hail, excuse me, Hail Mary. So that could be a con to this rule. But that's the only area where I feel it's, it's not going to help the sport. I think that could be iffy. But other than that, it's not going to waste time because... Some people are like, "Oh, now they're going to challenge every single play." It's no, it's not. It's just it's just pass interference. Coaches still only have two challenges, so they can't just challenge whatever they want. They've got two challenges. Yes, there will be more call. There'll be probably more challenges late in games, but it's not going to do much of a difference. It will change the outcomes of games and seasons, though. And I think it's only fair for the teams. If you look at last year, there were a few calls and no calls that should have or shouldn't have been called that if there if this rule was in play last year go back and look at it the Steelers would have beat the Saints and been in the playoffs the Saints would not have been a one seed so they not only would they would have still played the Rams but it would have been in LA that would have been a tougher game for them the Rams don't lose a lot in LA so I think it still would have had the I think the Rams still would have won had this been a rule last year funny funny enough um, because the, I don't think this play would have ever happened in New Orleans. I think this game would have been in L.A., and I think it would have kind of been, I don't want to say the Rams would have blown them out. I think they would have had the upper hand in the game, though, and been a little bit more in control uh, for the whole game. So, anyways, we'll see how it goes. I think it's going to be a good thing for the league. I think that it's not going to be perfect when it starts. I think there's going to be a lot that goes wrong. I think it's going to be very sloppy at first, but I think it's going to be something that can be fixed, that can be... Um, kind of made better can kind of evolve into something that will help the league and will be a good new rule all right really quick uh, i'm not gonna i know it's weird that march madness has been going on for two weeks now and i haven't talked about it much except for our kind of celebratory 
brackets that we're doing, which I'm about to get into our second one, which again was really the first one we recorded. Apologize about that. Um, but I do want to talk a little bit about the the tournament this year. It has been honestly not too eventful um, until today. Really, the the first big thing. There, there's been a few upsets here and there, but um, it, early on. It, but really, it hasn't been like this crazy tournament so far. It's kind of been. I don't want to say boring. There's been a couple really good games, really close games, but for the most part, okay, so until last night and now tonight, Purdue-Tennessee was a great game. Purdue looked like they had the game in hand. Tennessee comes back, goes to overtime. Purdue kind of pulls away, and then there's the call at the end. Crazy. So that was a good game. And then now tonight, uh, Auburn not only beats North Carolina, but just kind of puts it on by 17 points. Uh, Did not see that coming. I actually had... Uh, going into yesterday, I was in the 94, 95, 96 percentile on my bracket. I am now down to 66 um, because, uh, well, just Gonzaga won. I did not have Gonzaga going. I took a risk, and I had Gonzaga losing um, to FSU. I actually had FSU. I'm kind of an FSU hater, but I kind of said, I said, you know what? I like how they look this year. I'm going to take them as a sleeper to go to the Final Four. They're out. I also had North Carolina going to the championship. I liked the I liked a classic rivalry matchup of North Carolina Duke in the championship. That's not going to happen. North Carolina's out, and now Duke is neck and neck with Virginia Tech. So who knows what's going to happen? Um, my bracket's gone. Finally, I made it through one week. Usually, I don't even make it through that week as of the past few years, but made it through one week. It is heating up. Tournament looks like it is going in. A different direction that it did last week. Last week was kind of almost predictable, kind of boring. This week has already been nothing short of exciting. Really good games. Keep up with them. Uh, in celeb- Again, here we go. We're going to celeb- continue our celebration of bracket season of March Madness with our second bracket of uh, my time with Logan and Easton. So again, I, I know this is the third time I'm saying it. We recorded this one first, so it's going to feel out of order. I apologize. So this is the second one we are delivering to you. However, it is the first one we recorded. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. All right. We are here with two of my best freaking dudes, the real ones. Of course, you know Easty Graham uh he's a fan favorite guest been on a few times today for the first time our second guest super stoked to and to welcome mr logan owens what's up bro what's good what's good what's good all the way out Come from where where, where you at give, give us a little Yo, bit of alabama alabama yeah uh born and raised here uh roll tide love this place all right and, get out. Uh, just um, oh, okay easton yeah. welcome back <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. We're so happy to have you, dude. Yeah, man. Um, wouldn't really want to pick anybody else to be the second guest oh, on yeah, the yeah. show. Thanks for having me. Oh. Up. <laughs> Appreciate it, Britt. Uh, yeah, welcome Sorry, back, dude. Easton. You're a fan favorite because you're the only guest. So, yeah, yeah Logan Ooh. might dethrone you. We got a little little battle yeah. here. We'll do a yeah. few weeks of it, and then we'll throw a poll out there and see who who the fans. Yes, like. oh. this is. It's not gonna. It's not gonna hurt our first anything. <laughs> Your first mailbag episodes about how people hate me and never want me back. <laughs> it's yeah. so funny. It's going to be anonymous. You guys won't know who I voted for. <laughs> I'll tell you both. Yeah, I voted for you. You're like, I'm for sure. I voted for you all the way. All, yeah, every day. I voted for you. 
All right, so we're going to start with the first bracket. Uh, this is absolutely, utterly important. Um, it's, what do we even call it? It's called Random People. Yeah. And I kid so, you not, just to give you an idea of the randomness, one of these one of these matchups is Pam Beasley versus Santa Claus. So <laughs> that just kind of goes to show you how ridiculous this is. What we're going to do, let's do... I figure we'll kind of have – let's have Logan start the last one. I'm trying to think this through. Easton, why don't you start this one out? Start right. random people out and just go down the line of your first round, and then Logan and I will go with ours. And yeah, we can kind yeah. of feed back while you're talking, but but yeah, you, you, you start first. All right. So just to start us off on this random people bracket, uh, we the first matchup is Walter White versus Ash Ketchum. Can I – real quick, can I just like – like when we say this is just random people, like this is just straight up random people. This has <laughs> there's no rhyme, there's no rhyme or reason to it. And I we just thought this would be hilarious just to throw random people up against each other just for no reason. So when you hear this is random people, it's not like pattern people. Fictional, it's like fictional random characters. Yes. There's real, real people. people. Yeah. It's Cartoons. most absurd thing. So first round we've got Walter White. <laughs> Don't know. From Breaking Bad, mm-hmm. main character Breaking Bad, and Ash Ketchum. If you don't know, then <laughs> okay. Yeah. So in this first matchup, I went with Ash Ketchum. You know, because mm-hmm. he wants to be the very best. Right. You know. Yeah, that's so good. That, that was my first one because he's a Pokemon trainer and he becomes the best Pokemon trainer. Right. And some of these I went with like a logical like, oh, who could win in a fight? And other ones I went with logical like, who I like more. Right. So this one was a who could win in a fight. So, so should we should we just both give our picks then? Like yeah, you can yeah, yeah, one yeah. give our picks as we go. Yeah. yeah. Right. Logan, you, like you got so, so yeah, Walter picked, Ash Ketchum. I picked uh I picked Ash Ketchum as well. Uh, I Breaking Bad to me was one of those shows where like loved it. Uh it was an emotional roller coaster the whole time. I was 100%. just like I you know something bad would happen, something good would happen right after that, and then three other bad things would happen immediately. So it was one of those ones that I watched once through, and I feel like I really appreciated it for what it was, and I haven't watched it since. And uh, so like I haven't watched, I haven't rewatched it or anything, and just thought like between the two, man, like who impacted me more? And I can just think of just countless hours just straight up playing Pokemon, like wishing I was Ash Ketchum. So for me, Ash Ketchum took it. So I'm the oddball out. I did go Walter White. Mm. And my reason, I, I loved Pokemon to a point when I was a kid. And then I gave my heart to Yu-Gi-Oh. Ooh. And it was a tough decision as a second grade kid on the <laughs> playground. The biggest but, decision ever. No, for real. Like I had so many Pokemon cards and, and I played the games. And I literally dropped it cold turkey. Like I just wow. stopped. Like straight yeah. up second, third grade. And I was nothing but Yu-Gi-Oh for like three, four, five years after that. Right. So... I did go Walter White simply because I've actually only seen the first three seasons of Breaking Bad. I haven't even finished it. Really? But, uh, yeah. Crazy. Wow. Cra- as crazy as that is. And you yeah. still went Walter White. I still went Walter White because I just, I love his drive <clears throat> to do whatever yeah. it takes. Absolutely. To, like, That's true. Which That's is true. to survive. If you haven't seen the show, I don't want to spoil it. Like, but, <laughs> I am the one who knocks. But essentially, <laughs> he's literally fighting to survive. But also, like, for his family. Yeah. For, it just, he, he refuses to, it. like... So yeah, I, there's I, a huge I argument like, there for yeah, sure. So, so I like that. So, all right, round all right. two, Easty Graham. 
next matchup we got is LeBron James. LeBron James versus <laughs> Cookie Monster. Mm. Oh, that Cookie and Monster. This, that was a Yoda. <laughs> I don't know what that was. I'm just gonna stop with that's my in uh, in this matchup. I went with Cookie Monster, not because of who could win in a fight, is because I am a sweets guy. So Cookie Monster is my kind of dude. Oh, you are right. the Cookie Monster. Like I bring uh, cookies home from work every Friday, and I don't touch them, and they're gone. Hey, I hear you. <laughs> this is like I a random you. random story. Um, my mother-in-law today sent us a text message, uh, and it was me and my wife, and then also uh, my brother-in-law and his wife. And it was like out of the blue, and she was like, "Hey, I need like a list of like your favorite gum, four of your favorite candies, and three of your favorite trips." And I'm like, "Heck yeah! Like, are you bringing those to our house today? Because like, I'm totally down. <laughs> I want all of it right now. I don't like. <laughs> I want to eat all of them." Um, and I have no reason why she hasn't said, I was like, Easter's like a little too far away to be like an Easter basket. Like, I don't know what she's playing <laughs> on, but so weird. But I'm, I'm the same way as like snack wise. If there's snacks in my house, I eat them immediately. Like they're snack not snacks. I, I can't just eat like a few chips out of the bag. I can eat the whole bag every time. <laughs> <laughs> I just love chips. At least you're, you're committed. I like that. Oh, for sure. <laughs> All right. Uh, round two, Logan, LeBron James, Cookie Monster. Yeah, I uh, I don't really know if I had any rhyme or reason to this one. I chose LeBron James just because, like, I just couldn't think of, like, a good reason for Cookie Monster. I haven't watched Sesame Street in a long time. So I don't know what he's been up to. I don't know, like, what his, you know, values or views are up to this oh, point. Oh, I did hear a while ago um, that they did make a veggie monster. I was just going to say, is there a vegan monster now? In 2019, that's what he would be. I don't like that, I, I but would, yeah, I that definitely would have. I went with the classic Cookie Monster. Yeah, yeah. No, so I, I just didn't. I don't know if I had really any reason for Cookie Monster, so I just went with LeBron because, like, he's got some dope shoes and he's obviously a fantastic golfer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's just obviously fantastic at baseball or whatever he does. But <laughs> all right, I, I also went LeBron James. So Easton's the odd one out here. And my rhyme and reason to it was I just had to stay on brand. I would talk about LeBron on this podcast yeah. almost every week. It's we all know I'm a, Le- I'm a LeBron lover. Um, I'm probably getting pretty annoying with it, so I'm trying to lay back a little bit. But it was <laughs> funny that this came up because I, I, went, I went LBJ all the way against Cookie Monster. Let's hear it. All right. Next matchup, we got Ellen DeGeneres versus Barney the Purple Dinosaur. Anybody here took... Barney, you're you have no heart. Uh, yeah, yeah. I had to say I, that uh, like right away. Hundred percent right. with Ellen. Right. Love okay. Her, love her. Did show. we all choose love Ellen? She does. I chose Ellen. Oh, okay. Good. Ellen. Yep. Yeah. All right. So I think that one we we can kind of we just like Barney's never made me laugh like Ellen does, dude. Ellen makes me freaking cackle. Like, <laughs> Why? Like a it, little girl. She's genuinely funny. Yeah, she's and, just a funny person. And it's almost always she's harmless. A good person. It's like always yeah. harmless. Yeah. 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 Oh my gosh, she's she's so good. Yeah, That's like she no one's made me laugh and cry like right, Ellen. Right, right. Like, what the heck? And been like, oh, man, you're just killing it right now. Like <laughs> the charities and like charities and then oh you turned fifty. Oh, I thought you were like thirty. Right, right. Has nice. never doesn't look any different. Jeez. Anyways, yeah. All so right. Just, yeah, we can go That's to the next. That's unanimous. Next mm. one we got an upside down <laughs> snowman 
<laughs> don't understand this. Versus Loki. Right, right. And uh, just because from... of natural selection, I went with Loki. Yeah, same. And... Natural I feel yeah, like I mean, natural selection would say anything against an upside down snowman. <laughs> I just felt the only the only good argument you can make for the upside down snowman. I didn't even choose him, but the only good argument is that like it's kind of like a that's a feat. Like you, I mean, making a snowman's kind of hard enough, but making like it like the small snowman. on the bottom and then making it bigger, like yeah, that's 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 impressive to me. And so that I feel like that's the only <laughs> that's the only good argument. But you know. Loki's yeah, just awesome. a fan favorite of, of something everybody. That, yeah, good job. You built something that no one's ever wanted to build. Right, right. Oh, okay, good. Let's do yeah, something nice. else. That, that looks good. I, yeah. And then you throw a <laughs> snowball straight at his face because whoever builds an upside-down snowman is just trying too hard. <laughs> uh, okay, so that's unanimous as well. So we're going to... Right, right? Oh, yeah, shoot. I had to check mine. I was like, wait, what? Are, yeah, yeah. I'm like sitting over here like... Upside down, no man. Oh, my <laughs> shit. He scribbles it out. He just, he, he oh, yeah, actually, Loki, dude, Loki. Totally Loki, Loki. for sure. I used to Loki again. Uh. <laughs> All right, so All right. the next round we have Pam Beasley from yep. The Office versus Santa Claus. Can I insert a story here, really quick? Let's hear it. Uh, I gotta, I gotta, I, I think that's okay because it's your podcast. That's You're true. right. Uh, so what I meant to say is I'm going to submit a story. Here. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. We don't have time for it. So oh, okay. my, bad, it. my bad, my bad. I didn't want to overstep my boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I've got a buddy in Lakeland. Shout out to Jordan. I don't, I don't know if he listens, actually. He might. But uh, awesome guy. But him and I have always butted heads on uh, Parks and Rec in the office. Uh-huh. He's like all in on Parks and Rec and like, hates the office. And I don't hate Parks and Rec. I like it, actually. I think it's very yeah. fun. Yeah, but I've watched it one time through, and I don't think I've seen an episode since. Like, wow, very good show. I haven't watched, like, probably haven't watched an episode since. And I watch The Office like every day. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just love The Office. So he posted a, an article, that was titled "15 Reasons Why Parks and Rec is like way better than The Office," mm-hmm. and, a lot of them like I was just like, oh my gosh, that's I just totally disagree. The last one, number fifteen, was Pam and Jim are insufferable. Like that was the word, and I was like, "What?" What the heck? And it was like in the article, like under it, it was like, "If you're one of those people that think Pam and Jim's relationship is like the best in television history, right? You're you're so wrong because right, Jim, if he was a real human being, we'd all like whisper behind his back like how big of a jerk he is. Yeah, not not totally wrong, actually, yeah. kind of accurate. But then what got me was it said like Pam isn't like her own like real character; she's just written in to be a prize for Jim. I was like, uh, she's hilarious. Like, yeah, I like yeah. him a lot. Definitely. Like, okay. So I was just like, dude, that kills me. But anyways, Pam sorry. definitely has her own personality. And I oh, for oh, sure. 100%. For and sure. I mean, she, both, she, you know. she drew butts on that guy's truck. She wasn't <laughs> even there. Yeah. Like, she drew exactly. that <laughs> And both Ethan and I brought up the same thing at different times. Like, when I told him. Yeah. We brought up the same argument was... um. Who was the one person that got like an intimate alone moment with Michael when he left? Right. No one knows what she said, and she got her own little intimate moment yeah, with Michael. Like, for sure. She's her own character, dude. Like, that proves absolutely. that she's a huge character in the show. Yeah, right. huge. Right. Yeah. We actually, and me and also, Toby just started watching Parks and Rec like a few days ago, and so we're on like the beginning of season two. Uh, and I put it off for a long time. I know they're they're similar in humor, but I was one of those like standalone like. 
watch the office mm-hmm. um but i'm enjoying it i really am it, no, i recommend fun. it it's it's great and there yeah. are great characters yeah. it's a loaded cast right. i mean it, it's fantastic i just i don't know why i haven't i, I would like to rewatch it but i just yeah haven't. yeah so Thanks. all Sorry. that to say <laughs> Santa. yeah same same <laughs> i Did just you really yeah i yeah. and knowing how much that i love the office it, it was kind of surprising when i chose it because I just thought back, like, out of the two, uh, who's done the most for me? And, I mean, Santa Claus, every year, <laughs> Santa Claus every year shows up. Um, and it's incredible the way that he just is, like, always there for still, me. You're, like, still, Shelby's, like, right in from Santa. And you're, like, what are you talking still? about? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> so, no, I just, I, I, my, my biggest thing with Pam is I, I hate how they wrote the end of, the show for them aside from the last few episodes when things get better with with jim and pam yeah when it's getting Um, rough well yeah when it gets rough i was just like man i feel like you're trying to force something yeah force this like emotional like this heart tug um you know like of course i'm not a a television writer but like it that was the one thing i'm like man pam like you're such an idiot like and she even says it at the end she's like I can't believe I was such an idiot to think like this person that truly cares about me is, you know, doesn't truly care about me. So I don't know. Even in the same breath, like, like Jim was doing some, like he was, he was like a little right. too like focused on his job and like, for sure, for sure. but no, I, t- I totally, yeah. But yeah, I chose Santa. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Santa. Would you, who'd you choose for it? You don't get to do that. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to leave it there. Who do you choose? I chose Pam. Pam nice. Beasley, dude. Okay. Santa's See, fake. Santa Plug your ears, kids. Spoiler alert. What? Santa's fake, and and Saint Nick is is long dead. You're fake. Yeah, Get off but it. you like picking Santa. You also have the potential of picking Michael Scott. Potential flight. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what? <laughs> that Jesus. Oh, your party sucked. <laughs> no, that's what I saying. That's no, I got it from the office. Like it does say potential though. He says uh he's talking about guess who I am now or whatever. He comes out as Jesus. And he's like, power of flight. <laughs> Water to wine, power of flight. <laughs> power of flight. That would see I honestly would love to see that in the Bible. I think that would just put it above and beyond for me. Yeah. Like, like Satan's like person. jump off and he's like, nah, I'm not gonna do it because you, but I'm just gonna take off anyway. <laughs> just like freaking <laughs> Okay, sorry. All right, yeah, you hey guys, come on. <laughs> next, <laughs> next 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 matchup is uh Katniss Everdeen and Tom Brady. Mm. And I went with Katniss Everdeen because right. she is the most accurate person ever. And she oh, literally cool. fought for her life. Drew Life Brady and death was an actual, <laughs> actual thing. Yeah, I agree. I, I actually don't have anything yet. That, that's what I was going to add. Was, she's just, like, stupid accurate. So, yeah, Katniss all the way. I went TB12 because um, he has six more rings than Katniss does. <laughs> so um, She also has two more Hunger Game wins. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Oh, she doesn't. <laughs> She dipped out early in the second one. She does not. She has one. That's and a, then she like saved their whole colony or whatever. But Roger Goodell. Like, when the when the Hunger Games movies <laughs> Oh buddy. 
<laughs> Don't go there. When the Hunger Games movies came out, I was like all about them. Really, like the first one came out, the second one came out, and then when the third one came out in two parts, I was like not as Why? pumped. When the second part came out, I don't. I feel like I had just like lost interest. But I feel like it was also a time where that like post-apocalyptic, like type style was movie like, was coming out other, other weekend, and 100%. so I think that really attributed to it. But Katniss for me, Katniss all the way because she's just super accurate. Six rings. And she, like, <laughs> doesn't look as much like a thumb. Like, Tom Brady looked kind of thumbish. Shout out, Tom Brady. <laughs> Tom Brady's a good-looking guy. He looked like a thumb, like, ten years ago. He always looks like a thumb. <laughs> thumb Brady over here. Dude, I forget, like... Thumb Brady? <laughs> thumb it's still a TV 12. <laughs> Did I change my vote to Katniss now because of that joke? <laughs> um, I'm just no. kidding. Welcome it's to the sports, right. po- it's a sports yeah. podcast. You got to go with TV 12. True, true. Uh, yeah. All right. Also, next matchup. Being... <laughs> Whatever. Oh, uh, next uh, matchup, we have the wet floor <laughs> sign guy <laughs> versus Steve Harvey. This was this one of my favorite. I really put a lot of thought into this. <laughs> I did too. This actually concerned me though, because I was trying to think back. I don't know anybody that stands by a wet floor sign. If they did, I'd be a little concerned. Oh no, no, no! Maybe no, I should have explained this. Yeah, sign. I feel like I'm I should have explained this. Like a dude this. sets down a wet floor sign and he just stands there, like watching. No, no, it. not not that guy. The if guy like look... actually animated on the. Oh! <laughs> I just not saying this. Not I the knew, dude like... responsible for putting the signs out. <laughs> oh, the fact that Easton knew and you understood is not you, Logan. That's me. Oh my goodness! So dude, you didn't so... explain anything. I'm an just... I'm an idiot. <laughs> Britt's like, I don't even know if that's a real person. Yeah, I've never seen that before. <laughs> like, the upside down snowman makes sense, but he's just like, this guy that stands by these wet floor signs, I don't know. I don't know about him. <laughs> that guy, sketchy, dude. Just no, like waiting I, for a trip. I put a lot of thought think, into this one. I was like, this guy that puts out the wet floor signs, he's the one who does the upside down snowman. <laughs> <laughs> he just does things on his, like, that's not a job. He does it anyway. Just like, <laughs> he's also probably one of those dudes that like picks Katniss over Tom Brady. Right. Um, <laughs> all right, so uh, Easton, who'd you go with? I went with uh, Steve Harvey. I've always <laughs> liked the guy. He's got a great smile, even though he looks like Mr. Potato Head. I've got a soft spot. Hundred percent, dude. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I love him on uh, on uh, what's that Family Game Show? Uh, family family feud. feud. They like feud yeah. back and forth. What's I can't that? remember the name what's of it. What's that one game yeah. show where like? Yeah, the family. there's it's families. They're like they're flashing. Like, they're feuding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't think of it. Whatever yeah, he's yeah. on. Uh, moving Price on. is right. Price is right. <laughs> All right. Mm, You're up, Will of Fortune? Uh, I, went, <laughs> I went Steve Harvey, um, and mainly because I know that the wet floor sign guy has, like, com- completely saved my life a few times because, like, I have, you know, heeded his caution <laughs> and not slipped because the floor was wet, but... Um, Steve Harvey, man, that the thing that got me the most was thinking back to the uh, the meme of him where he's like, uh, "I'm a meme." That's <laughs> he, oh my. He, he asks uh, a completely sexual question and he gets a sexual response oh. back, and he's just like, "I can't believe that you actually just said that." Like, and he's like, "Like we're like, bro, like you asked the question, what did you expect?" <laughs> and uh, that has made me laugh countless times. So I had to go with Steve Harvey. Right. What about the the time that he miss uh miss whatever show? Oh, he misled he, he Miss gave, America. He gave yeah. the wrong 
one. Right? It was tough, Miss America, man. I think. Oh, that dude. Bummer. Yeah, that was for her. <laughs> so Steve needs a win right now, so I'm mm-hmm. giving it to him. All right. I actually, this actually makes this more concerning that I picked wet floor sign guy. <laughs> Because, like, bro, I'm, you picked a random dude that puts his side. My reasoning, there. I told him. He said, I've never seen this guy before, but I like him, you know? No, because I straight up told him, he said, like, I don't know how I feel about Steve Harvey. He kind of like kind of gives me the creeps. Why the freak did I pick what I thought was a guy standing by a wet floor sign? <laughs> but yeah, I did. Good. But now looking back. I stand by it even more. You wrote it down. You wrote, no, as I said, no, no, you no. Wrote it Looking down, back, I stand by it even more because now it's not creepy at all. Now it's super helpful. To me, it's like... Because you've never looked like the guy death. with both of his legs flailed up in the air. Yeah, about and I told... Back. <laughs> exactly. He and I told Easton... He a, a floor for you. He did. <laughs> he took, like, a life of disability for me <laughs> <laughs> to... Yeah. Um, no, but... Uh, I told Easton last night, like Steve Harvey, I I always laugh at his stuff. Yeah, and he is funny. He he is funny, but I just something is off to me. Like I don't know what it is. But then he was like, "Is it because he's like bald and a mustache?" And I was I like, "Yeah." And he's baggy like, suits. I don't know he's what it is. Caught up with the times, you know. I don't know. And he's suits. probably just a fine person. Like I'm sure he's fine. I just I don't know. Logan just took off one. It just straight up sounded like somebody's cutting their grass outside, and it's eleven fifty p.m. Nice. So I know that's not happening. No, oh, it's a, it's a distraction for them to break into your house. Dang it! Like, oh, Go just one time neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> hey, neighbor. Hey, neighbor. Just mowing the yard. We got the, the, the like last. The last. <laughs> All right. The last <laughs> round. Yeah. Of round <laughs> yes, the the last matchup is Patrick Starr versus Doctor Phil. This was a no brainer for me, honestly. Not yeah, even I went Patrick Starr easily. Oh, uh, <laughs> Doctor Phil was was more the like the weird guy, and he is the reason that what's her name, Bad Baby or whatever, got all her. Oh, name. that's so true. It's all Doctor Phil's fault. So, okay, uh, yeah, Patrick for sure. Starr. Heck yeah, I went Patrick though. Like in, in all honesty, I'm with Patrick. This like dude's just so funny. Pat Star, dude. That was the Krusty Krab. Yeah, like that's the <laughs> classic. No, <laughs> I'm not a Krusty Krab. It, it's so funny that like most of those like memorable, hilarious scenes from SpongeBob involve him. Mm-hmm. Like even the like when Squidward's t- one of the best episodes ever. Squidward's like doing the halftime show. Yeah. Like, is mayonnaise <laughs> an instrument? No, mayonnaise is not. <laughs> Horseradish Horse is no not an instrument either. <laughs> In that same episode, that's when Sandy shoves his head through a trombone. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, I went past Star as well. All right, so these next few rounds should, because we've already kind of said our stuff about each one. Yeah. So the rest of this should go pretty quickly. And then we'll All right, speed picks. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We can just do our picks. If there's, if you got something to say, you can. But and then we'll we'll jump to the to the next bracket. So uh, go ahead, Easty. Round two. I got Ash Ketchum over Cookie Monster, and then I've got Loki over Ellen. Love you, Ellen, but Loki is mischievous. And then I got Katniss over Santa. She'll shoot all his reindeer. And then oh, Patrick yeah. over Steve Harvey. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, I got. I got. Dang. Wait. Hold up. 
I got Ash over uh, Ash over LeBron. I completely forgot how to read a bracket for like a split second. Um, I got Ash over LeBron. Gotta catch them all. I got Ellen over Loki just because. I mean, you're not heartless. Yeah, because I'm not. I, she's hilarious. Loki does not. But have Loki to is heartless. That's true. Oof. I got I got Santa Claus over Katniss because still, uh, every year comes through. Um, <laughs> and I got. I got Patrick Starr over Steve Harvey just because they they both make me laugh. But when you when you catch me like as a kid, you can make me laugh as a kid and still make me laugh as an adult. Like you're you're in you're in for life. And so like yeah, tell a kid a joke when he's an adult, he'll laugh (laughs) for a little bit. Tell a kid a joke when he's a child, he'll laugh for a lifetime. That type of thing. I thought it was like laugh as an adult, he'll like live with you for a lifetime. What? Maybe, like I, he'll anyway. love you forever. I honestly don't know. I think I it's about fishing. Oh, fishing! I think okay. it's a My fishing bad. reference. Yeah, I I remember no, it wrong. I my apologies. Know. Yeah, me neither. So okay, my side was a little bit different because I had Walter White versus LeBron. I went LBJ, true to brand. Um, Ellen versus Loki. I took Ellen again because I'm not heartless. Uh, Pam Beasley versus TB12. I went TB12, six rings. Mm, would have Pam. taken that one. What's that? I wouldn't have taken that one. I would have gone Pam over Tom anyway. Oh, well, whatever. Okay, okay. <laughs> Stick rings. Uh, what floor sign guy through. who I also call WFSG <laughs> uh, against Patrick Starr? Pat Starr. You're like this whole like this whole wet floor sign guy has just completely like thrown it. It's blown my whole bracket up. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that it's not an actual human is the little guy on the sign. <laughs> He's like, really messed me up here. It's the animation. Yeah, no, I went Pat Star. Uh, Easty, go ahead. All right, and then in the next round, I have Loki over Ash, and I have Patrick Star over Katniss. He did. Mm. Yes. Pat Star over Katniss. All so right. my, my semifinals, Loki and Patrick Star. Ooh, Loki? I got a... Uh, uh, I went Ash Ketchum over Ellen, just because, like... You are heartless now. Char- Charizard, dude. <laughs> Like I feel like I still look up to Charizard, like he's my mentor, and uh, and just Ash just had this like connection with him, you know, because he he got him as a Charmander, and Charmander was like about to die. Like anyway, I just I'll skip that. That's another story. Uh, so I went Ash over Ellen, um, and then I went Patrick over Santa because I mean I know Santa's like all cool, but like Patrick's still hilarious, dude. Like gets me every time. He sure does. Uh. I am now heartless. I went LBJ over Ellen. Mm, yep. Because See, it's uh, bound to happen. I just went with the more logical one. <laughs> Loki killed Ellen. I don't know, dude. LeBron James would probably kill Loki. He's kind of huge. Okay. He's basically he Thor. Him Let like... Loki exactly. Let Loki take a dunk to the head from LeBron. He's, <laughs> He's a demigod. He's dead, dude. Oof. He, no, he was LeBron a big James. Spoiler alert. TB12 against Pat Starr. Rings ain't got nothing on laughter, bro. That's what I'm talking about. Pat That's freaking Starr. So uh, I guess this transcends against all all brackets. Patrick Starr makes it to the semifinals. <laughs> yes. Patrick Starr is in every semifinal. For mine, he's against LBJ. For Easton, he's against Loki. And for. My, he's, against Ash. he's against Ash. Yeah. Catch him. Easton, who is your winner? Uh, of this random people bracket. 
I went with Loki. He's always going to come out on top. If he wants it, he's going to get it, man. Mm-hmm. He's going to get it. When is he he's ever mischievous? <laughs> Never. Uh, yeah, not, just... Do you not see Ragnarok? He loses he everything. He was like the, the, I don't know what he was, Emperor or whatever, his best friend. That's true. He ended up, I mean, reuniting top with Thor. Though, he's a sweet cool. talker. He's yeah, on, definitely. He ended up on top of like a dump. <laughs> yeah, he was the a king of trash. The best trash. He's the second. He was the second in line over trash. He was second in command. Second in command <laughs> over a over a garbage can. <laughs> he's Oscar the Grouch, dude. He's no, the, like, no, no, no. He's an Oscar's brother. Yeah, he's younger the, brother. Brother that won't pay rent. Exactly. He lives in the smaller garbage can, the one that doesn't have a trash bag in it. You talking about the recyclables? Yeah. Uh, wow. Well, I don't know. I feel like that's too nice. <laughs> um, uh, so I had uh, I had Ash catch him going up against Patrick Star, and I just go like to me. That's just a personal thing. I just laughter is what gets me, man. So I had to go Patrick Star just because, like, he just makes me laugh all the time. Like you send me a good Patrick meme, and I'm just gonna, I'm done for, for the whole day. My whole the rest of my day is ruined. I can't get anything done. I got Pat Starr against LBJ. Pat Starr is a two-time champ now. Let's I go. Let's go. Sorry, uh, LeBron. LeBron. I'm, but it's just, that's the thing is like, I hated LeBron two years ago. I just yeah. kind of came to my senses as of the last two years, in, in my opinion. I'd like to see Pat. People thought he couldn't make Starr's the playoffs been the champ. Yeah, well, he's not going to make the playoffs this year. I'd like to see your Pat team up with Kyrie. Oh yeah, true. He made my <laughs> that would be a nasty. Like Kyrie's got the, the in my opinion, Kyrie's got the dopest basketball shoes aside from Jordan's. Um, I I just I've, I've loved every single one of them. Like, and so Pat, tell you, like Pat wearing some Kyrie's dude. Pat, it's over Pat with. Star wearing some. It's over with. He's yeah. unstoppable at that point. Pat Star, <laughs> two-time champ. Um, Loki, one-time champ. <laughs> Random people bracket gone. All right. That's all we got today. Um, yeah, Pat Starr with the dub. Two dubs, actually. And Loki with the one dub. Um, I think that's going to be hard to argue against Patrick Starr. He's the GOAT. That I said it. He, he might be the GOAT person. Just, Just... No LeBron, MJ argument. No Brady Montana argument. It, he's just the goat person, and it, it and that's that's fictional and real. Is that okay to say? Because I guess because Jesus was a hundred percent God, hundred percent man. So, so Patrick Starr is the goat like person that's not Jesus. There you go. Jesus is the goat. All right. Uh, thanks for listening. <laughs> thanks for listening. Uh, can't wait to talk to you next week. We got the last bracket coming at you. Um, a lot of good content. You know, sports doesn't sleep, so there'll be a lot to talk about. If you have anything that you'd like to shoot our way, please go slide into our DMs on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Take It Leave It BH. Again, that's at Take It Leave It BH. Give us some love. Give us some concerns. Give us some ideas. Give us some mail, whatever. We will start 
a mailbag soon. So get it in there and we will start pulling from it. Um, that's all we got. You can take it or leave it. Love you guys. Peace.